Do you love Batman? Do you love Frasier? Do you love Seinfeld? Do you love Dr. Seuss? Do you love James Bond? Do you love Captain America? Oh, hell, do you just love everything that's nerd-related? I know I do. Well, you should come on over to a Nerds World podcast and listen to us, Justin and Andrew, talk everything that's nerd. Yeah, every two weeks, we delve into some random topic that we choose at the end of each episode, and we tell you the whole history of it, or as much as we feel the need to write down our history of it, and our favorite things about it. So come on over to a Nerds World, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello everybody and welcome to Pod and Gore. My name is Justin. You knew it. My name is Brandon. <laughs> That's a giant can. That's what she said. <laughs> then she put on different chains and it was fine. Oh. As you get it all over, not only my floor, but our electrical equipment. Yeah, there's no electrical <laughs> equipment on the floor. Well, maybe that's just on my side. That's really weird, though, because it, it did it did do the little trail down yeah. the bottom of the can. It was a little I bit. <laughs> it's mostly on my pants. And the floor. And what's really weird, too, is that's two, weeks in, uh, two recordings in a row. It actually got on my shoe. It's not, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> it didn't get on your floor at all. Good. But that's two episodes in a row I spilled beer on my pants. Hmm. It's almost a sign. Good thing I'm doing. <laughs> good thing I'm doing laundry. That's just true. Uh, look at that, dude. Looks like orange juice, huh? I was gonna say that doesn't look appealing at all. It's fake. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, for those that are doubting. I'm going to take a picture and I'll post this. It does look like orange juice. I'll post this in the, in the social medias and I'll, I'll get your horror backdrop in there. Thank you. Let's make this whole exchange somewhat relevant <laughs> to what we're doing here. Right. Um, and then that way people get a glimpse into your world. Mm-hmm. A whole new world. Don't spit oh, beer Oh, so... <laughs> if that tips over, you're going to get murdered so hard. <laughs> Danny boy! <laughs> If you can't tell by the title and our constant references to South Park and The Simpsons later on, we are talking The Shinning. I'm coming! (laughs) It's so good. This episode. I love this movie. I do too. So... See the weird thing is, is like I wa- this is probably the third time this year I've watched it, which is weird because it's so long, mm-hmm. uneventful for the most part. Yeah, but and I fell asleep watching it last night. Sure, I got to like the last twenty minutes, the best part, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, so I, I, like I said, I watched them just before I got here to kind of. Because there's a, like, I forgot a little bit of it, like. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing. I took a crap ton of notes for this because there's so many little nuances that pay off later. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to most definitely follow your lead on it, mostly just because the fact that, like. You fell asleep. Well, not, (laughs) dick. Not because I fell asleep, but because you'll probably be able to piece things together, together. (laughs) Piece things together. Piece things together, right now. You'll probably be able to pick up on things better mm-hmm. or like what it would be referenced to or meanings behind things. Cause sure. it's like, it's not a lot going on, but it's very subliminal. Yeah. Yeah. Atmospheric, mm-hmm. all that, like everything 
it's almost like it's there on purpose, but you don't know what it means. Yeah, until later on you go, oh, shit. Oh, it's a giant Well, that's one of the things that we'll talk about it a little bit later, because I watched Doctor Sleep right after watching The Shining again. And, I wanted to watch it. You know, just the opening scene and the way the, the credits roll mm-hmm. is the same. And the coloring of the credits is the same. And I was like, it's such a clever way to perfectly tie it into the original. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to watch this, it is available to rent or buy on Amazon Prime and nowhere else. (laughs) I own it, so it's okay. (laughs) Uh, You you should be able to rent it on Voodoo? Yeah, probably. I would assume so. Are you just going to give them the one spot? Are you going to tell them where they can do it? Well, I just went... To IMDb, and that's all it said. So I would that's imagine because all you have to do, I just actually, <laughs> I just actually googled the voodoo. <laughs> um, <laughs> that you do so well. Um, yeah, you. Can, I would imagine most everything is available to rent or buy on Voodoo, depending on what you're willing to pay for it. Exactly. Although I could say that about Amazon as well. But but that's not true though. Even in the same though, because remember I had to buy Texas Chainsaw Massacre two on Blu-ray because I couldn't rent it anywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can you can actually you can rent it on YouTube, Amazon Prime, Google Play Movies, Voodoo, and iTunes, all for a minimum of four dollars. Well, see how stupid I, I look now. But I own it in four K. I own. I've got a giant box of Warner Brothers classic movies recently. What? I showed it to you. Okay. <laughs> well, you have to remember. I don't remember things. I don't remember that. Um, and I, only, I only remember you showing me your Richard Baker book. Yeah, well, um, that was like two weeks ago. I'm jonesing on it, dude. I was looking at it, I'm like, how do I get this out of his house? Right I know where I can see it. It's, it calls me. Uh, this was directed and produced by Stanley Kubrick. It was a screenplay by Stanley Kubrick and Diane Johnson based on The Shining by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Starring Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, uh, Scatman <laughs> Crothers, and Danny Lloyd. You know what the funny thing is, is like, I I can't picture anybody else doing Wendy, though. No, but I will say that the lady they got to do her in uh, Doctor Sleep, pretty damn close. Really? I mean, it's hard to match those teeth, but <laughs> the old for grill? the most part, yeah, yeah she... She gets the point across. Okay, I'll. De- I, I'm like I said, I bought it. I just have to watch it, yeah. and I wanted to watch it like what you said, like mm-hmm. after. And I told you that was my plan. But he fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was released on May twenty third, nineteen eighty, in the U S. and October second, nineteen eighty, in the U K. Budget wow. of nineteen million. Box office forty six point two million. Just shows you how much of a difference nine years makes. Yeah. Especially on Jack Nicholson, how he looks in this movie. Compared he looked, to Batman. Yeah, he, Batman. <laughs> he, <laughs> no looks, Batman. he looks young old in this movie. He yeah. looks like he's like 20, 30s, 40s. 28 years old, but he's mm-hmm. lived a life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm married and I got a kid. <laughs> but like he doesn't. He's a shit and I'm a shit. We all shit. <laughs> Tanner. Tanner. <laughs> but yeah, Tanner. He, he looks old, but young. Like he, yeah. he has the youthful look to him, mm-hmm. which is really odd for him. Right. Because he's probably that dude that looked like he was 30 when he was in high school. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward nine years to Joker, and mm-hmm. he looks his age. And add a couple years. For those of you that are unaware of this movie, a family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence, while his psycho psychic son, not psycho, psychic son sees horrific forebodings from both past and future. 
future, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, he envisions the blood coming out of the elevator and the twins before they even get to the hotel. But see, the thing is, too, is like, even later on, like, even Wendy sees them. Well, yeah, because they're happening. Yeah, but still weird. <laughs> that <Wired>. she, <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. He like, saw it from in you know in the past as it was going to happen in the future, and she saw it as it was happening. Okay. You really did fall asleep. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you. Cool. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's old super. Uh, Stephen King was told that Kubrick had this had his staff bring him stacks of horror books as he planted himself in his office to read them all. Kubrick's secretary heard the sound of each book hitting the wall as the director flung it into a reject pile after reading the first few pages. Finally, one day, the secretary noticed it had been a while since she had heard the thud of another writer's work biting the dust. She walked in uh, to check on her boss and found Kubrick deeply engrossed in reading Hmm. The Shining. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Nicholson was Kubrick's first choice for the role of Jack Torrance. Other actors considered included Robert De Niro, who claims the film gave him nightmares for a month. It gave De Niro? Guess so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Robin Williams. As Torrance? Mm Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah. And Harrison Ford. He wants his family back. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. You know you want to do it. Give me back my family. I want my family back. I know. Fucking... (laughs) Get away from me. Anywho, uh, all of whom met with Stephen King's disapproval. In his search to find the right actor to play Danny, Kubrick sent a husband and wife team, Leon and Kirsty Vitali, to Chicago, Denver, and Cincinnati to create an interview pool of 5,000 boys over a six-month period. These cities were chosen since Kubrick was looking for a boy with an accent which fell in between Jack Nicholson's and Shelley Duvall's speech patterns. Hmm. Yeah. They went with the little Charlie Bucket bastard, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kubrick had sent... Sorry. Kubrick had sets constructed on sound stages at EMI Elstree Studios in Boramwood... Jesus. Hertfordshire, England. (laughs) I'm having word problems today. Yeah, you are. Uh, some of the interior designs of the Overlook Hotel set were based on those of the geez, Timberline Lodge in Mount Hood, Oregon. Awahi Hotel in no. Yosemite National Park. What? Stupid dick. You're a stupid dick. <laughs> I was half listening. I heard hotel and I was like, I've been there. but not. <laughs> I've a- been to a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Uh... To enable him to shoot the scenes in chronological order, he used several stages at EMI Elstree Studios in order to make all sets available during the complete duration of production. The set for the Overlook Hotel was, at the time, the largest ever built at Elstree. Wow. Including a life-size recreation of the exterior of the hotel. In February 1979, the set at Elstree was badly damaged in a fire, causing a delay in the production. God damn it. I know. Uh, St. Mary Lake and Wild Goose Island in Glacier National Park, Montana, was the filming location for the aerial shots of the opening scenes with the Volkswagen Beetle driving along. I'm glad that you said that because if you didn't, I was I was thinking about that watching that yesterday. I'm like, face. it's one of my, I love that 
but then I'm thinking, like, as a truck driver, I was like, God, I would fucking hate to be on those roads, man. Because it's, <laughs> it's like tiny ass roads. Of course, it's you know late seventies, early eighties, but like yeah. tiny ass roads, giant drop offs, and I'm like, no thanks, okay. no thanks. The Timberline Lodge on Mount Hood in Oregon was filmed for a few of the establishing shots of the yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jumping that gun right well, good. No, the interior, that one was the one that was shot in Colorado, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, principal photography did, took over a year to complete due to Kubrick's highly methodical nature. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. The Shining was among the first half dozen films after... The films Bound for Glory, Marathon Man, and Rocky all released in 1976 to use the newly developed Steadicam. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, After its premiere and a week into the general run, with a running time of 146 minutes, Kubrick cut a scene at the end that took place in a hospital. The scene shows Wendy in a bed talking with uh, Mr. Ullman, who explains that Jack's body could not be found. He then gives Danny a yellow tennis ball, presumably the same one that Jack was throwing around the hotel. The scene was subsequently physically cut out of the prints by projectionists and sent back to the studio by order of Warner Brothers. Hmm. Get back. Get over here. Uh, Stephen King has been quoted as saying that although Kubrick made a film with memorable imagery, it was poor as an adaptation and that it is the only adaptation of his novels that he could, quote, remember hating. <laughs> However, in King's 1981 nonfiction book, Dance Macabre, macabre. He, macabre. 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 He listed. The, the ra is silent. It's macabre. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to throw a storm at your head. He listed Kubrick's film among those he considered to have, quote, contributed something to the value of the horror genre. Well, yeah. I mean, as much as he hated it, it's still a fucking staple. Yeah. And mentioned it as one of his personal favorites. Oh, well, he, the old man came around, huh? I guess so. Jeez. Uh, following the production of the film adaptation of Dr. Sleep, in which director Mike Flanagan reconciled the differences between novel and film versions of The Shining... King was so satisfied with the result that he said, everything that I ever disliked about the Kubrick version of The Shining is redeemed for me here. Nice. Yeah. So I got some fun facts, and I wrote down some uh, differences between the novel and the oh, film. Oh, I can't wait for this. There's a ton of them. I only picked some of the you know highlights that were the most interesting. But right, but I still want Let's hear it. Oh, well, we will. But first, some facts. Sorry, I'm going to turn my watch off here. Good. How will you know what time it is? Actress Shelley Duvall did not get along with Kubrick, frequently arguing with him on set about lines in the script, her acting techniques, and numerous other things. (laughs) Of course. So she has a backbone with Kubrick. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Duvall eventually became so overwhelmed by the stress of her role that she became physically ill for months. At one point, she was under so much stress that her hair began to fall out. Oh, fuck. Yeah. What's the, huh, is that what we say about our hair? <laughs> yeah. Under so much stress that we're losing it. That's what I say. No one believes me. <laughs> I sh- do. I believe you. Thank you. Proud of you. The shooting script was being changed constantly, sometimes several times a day. Jack Nicholson eventually became so frustrated with the ever-changing script that he would throw away the copies that the production team would give him to memorize knowing that it was just going to change anyway. He learned most of his lines just minutes before filming them. 
Wow. That would be too much. Uh, Joe Turkle stated in a 2014 interview that they rehearsed the, quote, bar scene for six weeks and that the shoot day lasted from 9 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Jesus Christ. <laughs> With Turkle recollecting... Recollecting. Sorry, that was a weird way to... <laughs> recollecting? Reco- that's the way it is written in the thing. So just shut your face. That is... Calm cl- yourself. Recollecting that his clothes were soaked in perspiration by the end of the day's shoot. He also added it was his favorite scene in the film. <laughs> so there's that. Well, that's kind of like with Texas Chainsaw, where they only had one costume for everybody. And so by the... T- they by were the just t- nasty. Well, yeah, by the time uh, Gunner took his like clothes off like they were like stiff yeah. <laughs> like Heart. uh for the international version of the film kubrick shot different takes of wendy reading the typewriter pages in different languages for each language a suitable idiom was used you're an idiom so is your face good one bud thanks uh the door that jack chops through with the axe near the end of the film was a real door Kubrick had originally shot this scene with a fake door, but Nicholson, who had worked as a volunteer fire marshal and a firefighter in the California Air National Guard, mm-hmm. uh, tore it down too quickly. Oh, dude, that doesn't surprise me because dude could swing an axe. Yeah, and he he got that swing going. Like, yeah, he's he got did. The form. Got the slide. Got the slide of the like that slide of the hand when it comes to the end there. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he. had he well then again like if you think about how long it took him to how it took them to do the bar scene yeah like how many doors did he have to chop down you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> like i wish that i had seen that because that would be a good number to know uh jack's line here's johnny is taken from ed mcmahon's introduction uh to the tonight show starring johnny carson obviously mm-hmm. and was improvised by nicholson kubrick who had lived in england for some time was unaware of the significance of the line and nearly used a different take oh shit <laughs> uh to get jack nicholson in the right agitated mood he oh. was only fed cheese sandwiches for two weeks which he hates <laughs> <laughs> oh let's just, dude all right, one, I don't know how you can hate a cheese sandwich. True. Two. But that... It worked. For- <laughs> because, like, towards the end... You fucking... Yeah, like, he was not her butters. My favorite... One of my favorite parts is after he acts as Scatman to the chest... And he does the slow rise up, and he's looking at the mm-hmm. camera that half glance. I was like, "Oh my god, that's terrifying." Yeah. He's, I mean, he in every even when he's trying to be the good guy, he's horrifying. Like anger management, great movie, very funny. He's frightening. <laughs> my, I think my favorite, uh, and I'll show you later if you haven't seen it. Have you ever seen uh, Leonardo DiCaprio do Jack Nicholson? Yeah. Yeah, with the eyebrows that he gets mm-hmm. on. Like, there, there's a meme attached to it the first time I saw it, and it said, the face my kid makes every time there's school pictures. <laughs> it, it, it kills me, dude, because... All right. Uh, that's it for my fun facts. Let's get into some Shining Book V movie. No, no. Uh, the very nature of the haunted hotel is are very different. In the book, The Shining, it's very clear 
uh, in true Stephen King fashion, that the Overlook Hotel is haunted. There from the go- get? Huh? From the get? Yeah. Okay. Uh, p- 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 there are ghosts, things, that, uh, things going bump in the night, and even the topiaries in the garden come alive in the book. Hmm. The supernatural is very apparent and very real in this version of the story. Uh, it is these ghosts and ghouls that drive Jack mad. Okay. Uh, the main character's writing projects are different. In both the book and the movie, the main character is a writer struggling with writer's block. That is pretty much where the similarities end. <laughs> in the book, Jack is a playwright who abandons his original play and begins writing a story based on the history of the spooky hotel. Hmm. Uh, yeah. But in the movie, they never really say what he's writing. No, it's just they show you at the end mm-hmm. when she's like, ah, creepy. Hmm. Uh, the famous twins are not in the book. They're... Okay. The Grady family murders are discussed in the book, but the girls aren't twins, and they aren't seen by Danny in a vision as they are in the movie. Huh. Yeah. All right. The bleeding elevator is not in the book. Yeah, well, I don't think... I mean, I guess it makes sense. It doesn't really do anything. No, I mean, it's just cool imagery. Right. The famous all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy is not in the book. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. The Hedge Maze is not in the book. The Hedge... Oh, my God. Okay. The maze in the movie replaces the garden in the book, which is made up of various plants and topiaries that animate and come to life, so to speak, terrifying Jack and pushing him closer to the edge. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And the main character's deaths are completely different. In the movie, The Shining, Jack freezes to death after being unable to catch Danny in the maze, but in the book... Jack doesn't freeze to death. Instead, he is lowered into the boiler room of the Overlook and blown up. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Which I think would have been kind of cooler to see the Overlook, like, blow up. But. Yeah, but I mean. It kind of hinders Dr. Sleep a little bit. Well, it does, but I mean, you don't. I don't think. When did. Uh, do you know when Stephen King wrote Dr. Sleep? No. I'll but look, I mean, it I'll just, look it up while you talk. Yeah, I feel like it just came out. It hasn't the been last out that long. I know that it hasn't. Yeah. So. But that is it for my notes about things. I thought that was going to take a lot longer, but it I talk. We fast always sometimes. do, man. Every time, like even like remember with Halloween, we thought that like, holy shit! Like, why would you take that much notes? Me? And, no, yeah. me. Remember? We'll, oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were looking at my shining notes and going, why are you taking so many fucking notes? No, Dr. Sleep was written in 2013, so it is okay. very recent. Yeah. Seven years. Way to math, math Thanks. boy. That's what I do. I Literally. Yeah, literally. That's what I do. Um, so we're into the actual movie now, and I, do, I agree, I love that opening drive scene. And the funny thing about that, uh, that drive, too, is if you watch it when they finally... Zo- like get close to the Volkswagen that's going. There's nobody else in there. <laughs> oh, that's right because the intro is just him by himself. Never mind. Yeah. He's Being driving to the interview. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm a stupid one. Well, no, because it, it reminds. There's a lot of Shining memes. If you guys didn't know this, but yeah, it made me think of uh, the other one where it shows them all three in the car, mm-hmm. and then they're looking normal, and then it on the bottom, it shows. 
you know, the crazy Nicholson grin. Mm-hmm. And it said the face ma- that dad makes when he farts in the car. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if I could, I'll, po- I'll post some shining memes tonight for you guys. I think the <laughs> there's, well, there's a plenty. That's important. Um, yeah, so he get, has his interview and they kind of breeze over the 70s Grady murder <laughs> of the family. Like, yeah, we didn't want to tell you before because we figured you'd say no. But since we got you stuck here anyway, by the way, this dad killed this whole family. <laughs> there might have been a murder. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not sure. Could have been. Definitely all dead, though. By the hands of the father. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? Reminding yourself? <laughs> no, I'm I'm posting the fucking... God damn it. The, the, you... I was just looking for some, you know, feedbacks. Just throwing that Stop out there. Stop seeking constant validation from me. I don't want validation. I want communication. I communicate enough. God well, damn that's it. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> that awkward, like half a second silence, like, right. <laughs> Let's be a moving on. We get our first uh, introduction to Tony in freaking. Danny's super creepy ass. <laughs> Danny didn't want to go. I can't do that because then I, I get like. a sling blade. <laughs> 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 potatoes. You out now, shit done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then it's like that guy from uh, South Park. No, the. Adam Sandler movies. No, it is South Park. Yeah. Ned. Uncle, yeah, Ned. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, they're coming right for us. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I. And after this, we lose every listener that we've ever had. Yeah, all five of them. But, you know, it's fine because we do this for the fun of horror. Um, for the love of horror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good name, too. It's already taken. Damn. I looked. Because <laughs> you wanted to get out of pod and gore so bad. <laughs> yeah. I it's did. working so far. It's fine. It's fine. That's, you know, it's just one I came up with. That's cool. It's it has fine. nothing to do Don't with that. About it. Does it though? <laughs> okay. If I rem- I don't know why I don't have it in my notes for production shit that I talked about earlier, but I'm pretty sure the the Tony voice is something that that actor just like came up with. And that's, the, the, you like that actor? You mean the child? Oh, well, yeah. I, 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 he's, I like, he's like, excuse me, I'm a method actor. <laughs> I've been developing this voice for my entire life. <laughs> right. All five years of it. <laughs> yeah, but I think that, if I remember right, that was one of the reasons why he was cast, is that he did that Tony voice, and it made him go, oh, shit, he's creepy, and do will scare people mm-hmm. in a hotel, watching blood come out of elevators. <laughs> yeah, because then... Danny's in the bathroom and he's talking to Tony and Tony doesn't want to go. Listen here, pillow pants, you're going. <laughs> Crazy finger guy, you're mm. going to the hotel. And that's when he has the vision of uh, the twins and the bloody elevator. And he, we don't see it really, but he collapses and then wakes up hours later. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I feel like you're doing Sling Blade, but then you want to change it to be like Sling Blade, and you're not like Sling Blade. <laughs> Dude, I'm literally trying to post this. Shut up. 
That's okay. We'll just stop here. Okay. It's been real. Okay. It's been fun. I'll wait for you to get back. I'm here, dickhead. <laughs> okay, what do you think? About what? The, the movie we're talking about. I. It's you good. know how I feel. I mean... It's fine? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> when we get into the... I'm the, trying to I'm trying to come up with a, a reason why we do a horror podcast and you're binging Boston Legal. <laughs> so I'm trying to Wes Craven guess was star. in an episode. Yes, he was. <laughs> it counts. Okay. <laughs> I don't have to watch horror for it to post on a horror site. It's no, I know. just what I Because it's like what we've been watching this week. All of them are horror, except for the big one, yeah. Boston Legal. <laughs> <laughs> it's the important one. It's a good show, available on Hulu. Yeah. Hey, uh, Andrew, if you're listening, you can bundle Hulu, With Disney, Disney Plus. Plus, and ESPN Plus, $12. I'll give you $5 if you, if you need it. <laughs> Watch Frasier, God damn it. <laughs> good show. It's a good show. It is a great show. Can... And James Spader does a guest spot on that. It's oh, just his he? voice. Oh, James Spader. He's yeah. just fantastic. Well, and, uh, tangent. It kind of reminds like like that. Like um, James Woods, I was thinking about. Because I was mm-hmm. watching... Uh, I was Family look- Guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going through and looking at the different horror deal movie deals they have. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers. Uh, at the end of the episode, when I tell you what my next pick is, you'll find out why. But... Sure. Um, I was going through and looking at them, and I was watching some trailers, and I was watching the one for uh, John Carpenter's Vampires. Hmm. And the villain from that movie, who plays Valak, the main vampire in that movie, was the bad guy from Karate Kid 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with the ponytail, uh, and he's like... Yeah, I, I watched the video clip, and that was enough to make me not want to watch Karate Kid Part 3 for my Karate Kid episode. Are you... What's the Karate Kid's great. It's fine. I watched it. Do you watched all the three? Nope. You should have. Nope. It's, it's a tale of manipulations. I'm, I bet. Yeah. Karate and the kid. Let's talk some Shining. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we learn that uh, Jack has a, <laughs> had a brain problem. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Jack has a bit of a drinking problem and anger issues. <laughs> Yeah, which certainly come to light much later. Which is hilarious because it's like, you, she excuses it. She's like, oh, you know, he, he came home a few hours late, and you know, he just he had a little bit too much to drink, and fucking dis- <laughs> he dislocated his shoulder by grabbing him up, and I'm like. Oh. you say it? Yeah, like, I mean, I get it. I get frustrated when my daughter takes my shit and just goes nuts with it, but sure. I'm like, I've never just, like, snatched her. Yanked and... her up by the, the <laughs> shoulder. Yeah, you know, I mean, god damn, but well, it's I mean, like, and, it's and like a true it's... battered woman, though. Like uh, they, That's what they, I was about yeah. to say. It's, it's really that kind of battered woman syndrome, where it's like, you make the excuses, and you know. Yeah, you basically just justify why you put up with it. Right. But all of that included, they decide, hey, let's go lock ourselves in a hotel for like five, six months straight. I'm yeah. sure that'll be fine. Well, I mean, you think about it too, because like during the walkthrough, they, they tell you it's it's dry. If you want stuff, you have to bring it yourself, yeah. like alcohol-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like he hasn't, 
you know, touched a drop of alcohol in five months. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, we're going to lock him up. It's fine. Yeah. Five months, no no more booze. Yeah. You almost hit a year. Yeah. If anything, it's a good uh, incentive or, you know, easy way to get yourself cleaner by not allowing it. But yeah, it you're basically, so yeah, well. no. Go ahead. Yeah. Don't call me goathead. So they're touring the hotel and everyone's clearing out and Danny's fucking around in the game room playing something or other. Which it's like, there's a fucking game room here. Why is this not being used more? I know. It's the only time I think we see the game room. It is the only time. Because I don't remember. Like, it's so brief that like, I forgot there was a game room until I watched the episode. Until yeah. I watched the movie again. I'm like, oh. There's a fucking game room. Why isn't cool. Danny always in the game room instead of on his goddamn be. tricycle all the I, time? Dude, I, I would be <laughs> so good at pool. Yeah. By the end of my stint there. <laughs> like, or even darts. Yeah. His he little, just mime darts just for you guys. I did mime darts, but I was doing twice. it the, the way that the way that Danny does it, where he's uh-huh. like, like he's a fucking professional. Damn, <laughs> get the little fucking hand gestures going with it. Yeah, well, he's a method actor. <laughs> yeah. Studied for months to get the uh, Tony voice, it's right? Fun. Um, so we see the hedge maze and a little brief history of the Overlook that it was built in 1907 to 1909. Uh, the brief little who cares mentioned that it was built on an Indian burial ground. Of course it was, because everything around that time was. Yeah, Amityville. (laughs) Poltergeist. Yeah. It's just what you did. Yeah. That's really the only real estate there is. You just build on burial grounds. That's the only thing that is really scary. It's fertile land. You know, you can grow (laughs) a lot of crops and stuff. Right, exactly. Uh, we get the gold ballroom, which is huge and amazing. Yeah, that w- it was really cool. I mean, there's no way that you can't go stir crazy in a place that fancy with like none of your shit. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, you're packing clothes to stay five months. Well, and this was the 70s, 80s. The amount of stuff you can actually bring entertainment wise is like Scrapple and Monopoly. Like, True. That gets old quick. It's not like... You know, now we could just bring a folder full of movies. Right. You and, take a console. You could, yeah. you know, some. Yeah. I mean, I get it. But still, it's like, how do you not just like, unless you're like an avid reader or, you know. Nerd. <laughs> nerd alert. You know, just well, like. That's, just, I mean, Jack's like, oh, I'm going to write my new book or whatever, which he doesn't. Well, the funny thing is, too, because it's like. At what point during him writing this book does he switch from actually writing anything? Because it's like he doesn't lose his mind right away. So is he? He's not just typing all or, work and no play makes Jack a dull boy from day one. Or is he? Fair enough. I mean, he's been there since spoiler alert, nineteen twenty one at least. Yeah, I mean the the idea could be that he is crazy from the get go, and it just doesn't manifest fully until. Midway or to the end. Well, no, the, I mean, the, like the parallels between his story and the Grady story is almost spot on. Yeah. Except for the fact that he has a son instead of twin daughters. Right. And you know, like, is yeah. it just like a is it like a a, a repeating loop that like well, it's like thing. one I mean, family even... like the next family might not be the Torrances but it'll be Jack and it'll be Jack king and then you know oh damn it i'm jacking (laughs) (laughs) 
I didn't know. go there. Oh, I didn't either at first. <laughs> and I was like, God damn. Because I was thinking of Stephen King. I wasn't trying to yeah. spend all day thinking of a last name. But like the next iteration of the family shows up and it's, you know, him and then another family. And he just well, is in this thing e- eternal cycle of killing e- his family. The ending. I was like, does that make sense that he, he is in the picture from 1921? So the idea is he was... <laughs> Groundhog's Day of killing his yeah. family? I mean, it, after I watched the movie, I mean, of course, I'd seen it before. Right. And seen, you know, times. Ready Player One and their, you know, take on it. I which still is haven't seen Ready. I need movie. to watch it. Yes, you do. I know I do. Okay. I have the book. Okay. I have the movie if you want to borrow it. I absolutely do. I still need to give you back your Green Lantern book. Yes, you do. Someone else wants to borrow them, too. Have oh, you read them? No, I haven't. <laughs> I'll bring them to work tomorrow. <laughs> well, don't bring them if you're not. Are you going to read them? You can say no. <laughs> At some point, I would like to say yes. But then I took them, and I was like... Now I have to read this fuck, shit. this is going to take a minute, at least. <laughs> Even five. Yeah. If you really want to read it. No, I'll get it back to you soon. That's fine. I'm not in a big hurry. Yeah, whoever it is can wait. You know who it is. No, I don't. Well, I know you don't know, but you know. Anyway, so we see Halloran. Now I need to know who it is. Patrick. Oh. <laughs> but it'd take him forever to read, too. So oh, that's true. Much. Well, I mean, what you had, but I mean, to be fair, you had maximum overdrive for like six months, didn't you? Yeah. For good reason. <laughs> once I watched, I went, yuck. <laughs> Go listen to that episode. More Stephen King. I've done quite a few. Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, he is the, the king of horror. Well, you got Stephen. I mean, there, we have a few kings. We have a few carpenters. We don't. A couple cravens. Couple cravens. We're a fucking couple basic bitches when it comes to our horror directors, aren't we? Well, you know, they cover a wide scope. They I mean, do, but I mean, where's our our Argentos and you know some of our more obscures? Yeah, yeah, because the people auteurs. because the people listen to those episodes. <laughs> Jack Frost. <laughs> Candyman, sadly. <laughs> uh, but we finally uh, meet Halloran, uh, and Wendy and Danny tour the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Halloran calls Danny Doc twice without uh, being told that that's his nickname. Yeah. It's... I don't remember them calling him that before that... They, I don't think they did either. So it... And they only call him a couple times after that. Yeah. Like once, maybe it twice. It also doesn't make sense that they call him that, but fine hey, I, just, I call my daughter a lot of weird names well, i mean we have not, like not like obscene or anything like that but you're like thank you for pointing that out <laughs> just a few well i mean we have like six nicknames per cat so i mean it's not really come here fuck face <laughs> sometimes but not not often hmm. um but we get in this interaction that Halloran has the shinning <laughs> and that he that shin of yours and uh he deduces that Danny has it as well and they kind of mind link deduce deduce that's two deuces <laughs> oh deduce at least at least two deuces and they have this sort of mind read conversation well yeah cause he's talking to Wendy, and he's looking at Wendy, and he's still talking to Wendy, and then he, like, looks over and, like, starts talking to him, Mm -hmm. but, like, still physically talking to Wendy. Like, that'd be Yeah, and it's kind of weird. It's like, okay, so are you... 
in the early stages before he's delved into what the shining is mm-hmm. it's like okay so is he reading his mind is he talking to him and trying to communicate that he does he want some ice cream right yeah i mean who doesn't want ice cream right I, justin wow way to shame me <laughs> why would i, I shame you because you're not a nice person what well, i mean <laughs> what does it matter it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. You're mean. You, and I do want ice cream. You, Gonna have some later. Did, be oh, good. you didn't eat it all last night. Yeah, that's not shaming. <laughs> it's not shaming at all. No. Horrible fucking monster. <laughs> and then he cries. Maybe. <laughs> I wa- I'm trying to think. I'm starting to understand Stephen King's problems with the movie, though. Because I feel like The Shining, which is the title of the movie, and the powers Danny has, don't matter much. Not at all. Um, not till the end when he summons O'Halloran. Yeah, which doesn't matter. Because no. he pulls a groundskeeper willy and gets raked in the back or whatever. And gets axed in the... <laughs> <laughs> Let me ax you a question. Christmas. Howard? Howard, boy? I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming, Alan. Right. <laughs> that was good. No that you <laughs> that was good. It got me. I wasn't ready. Plus I'm half a crowler in. That is a large can. Um yeah, but I mean they don't really Aside from it's creepy, and you, I mean, it's not really explained. It serves no purpose at all. But it's, and that's why, what I think is so great about uh, Dr. Sleep is that it it suggests that Danny being there Mm -hmm. is what draws the spirits out of the hotel. Okay. And that they are trying to attack and consume... Danny and his powers. But that's not really what The Shining's about. So basically what it took was them to basically like kind of retroactively go and fix all the mistakes in The Shining yeah. through Doctor Sleep mm-hmm. to make it one complete, um, what, it took 33 years? Give or take. Well, 1980 and... 2013. Oh, the book at least. Yeah. But the movie came out last year. It yeah. came out in theaters last year. D- yeah. On, okay. DVD. So like yeah, it took ago. almost 40 years to get cinematic conclusion. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's fine. But <laughs> it's I, fine. It, it gives you kind of real world timing because it, well, actually, a little bit longer. Well, think, I mean, thinking about it then, is Ewan McGregor's character almost 50? I would put him <laughs> in his 40s. Okay. I was going to say, because it's like... Well, Ewan McGregor himself is in his 40s, isn't he? I mean, probably. So, I mean, Danny was supposedly five or six. I thought he was clo- I thought he was older than that, but I mean, that actually kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. And so... So, we hear that uh, Tony tells Danny things, which comes off much creepier than I think it should. Yeah, he is. He's He is. He's 48. Yeah. 
There you go. Good for you, bud. Thanks. He's born in 71. He's 12 years older than I am. Fuck. That would what put have it... you done with your life? You're no Obi-Wan. Well, that would actually line up perfectly because I thought that Danny was around seven or eight in the movie. Mm-hmm. And with The Shining, or with Doctor Sleep coming out 40 years later, that's almost like exact world timing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like It was meant to be. I knew Kubrick from beyond the grave was orchestrating this whole thing. Right. Um, so we jump over to everyone wondering what the hell hell's going on with room 237. God, right? And actually, I think it's, I'm try, I was trying to remember where in, that happens in my notes, because I think Danny's talking to Halloran at the table, and he just, like, mind reads room two, thir- 237, and Halloran kind of freaks out and says, there's nothing in the room. Stay away from the room. There's nothing in there. I brought it up for no particular reason just shut the hell up about 237 okay and then of course it's the big deal like don't worry at all about that room with all the chocolate and toys and candy (laughs) that's nothing don't go in that room don't worry about that over there (laughs) gonna have a bad time (laughs) uh but danny and wendy walk the maze which i think was a nice precursor to danny being able to get out (laughs) at the end Whereas Jack just said, fuck all the maze, even though he looked at the maze model thing. Right. And you would think that he would know, but he was also crazy. So I suppose it's harder to remember how to get out of maze when you're crazy. Yeah, I guess so. But then again, he also got himself like looped around too, because he was trying to follow Danny's footsteps. Yeah. But then Danny's smart ass started doing the backtrack and all that kind of stuff. He's Mm -hmm. like... Oh, fuck. (laughs) Then he ends up just, you know, I'm going to forget this later. But the thing I was thinking about is when he's walking through that maze, he just kind of like towards the end of it, he just kind of plops down up against, um, he's sitting on like a snowbank up against the the bushes. Uh But there's two lights. One at the end and then one on the side. If I remember right, those lights probably radiate mad amounts of heat. Have you ever touched an outside light? Mm -hmm. Ha. I mean, obviously he's crazy, but I thought I was like, why not just like collapse in front of one of those? You might not freeze as bad. I mean, you're still probably going to freeze. Hypothermia is definite, but like. You wouldn't become a jacksicle? I wouldn't think. Jackson. They do put off a lot of heat, but I don't think it's enough to actually, like, thaw. Not necessarily thaw, but, like... Keep the palms nice and moist? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, it was just a thought that I had yeah, when I was watching, and I was like... I mean, he collapses, but it's still, mm-hmm. it's like... And I, then I thought, th- like, why not try to get... Like, go through the bushes... But like he when should you, have pulled the Bart Simpson and took some hedge trimmers and just... Well, he had an axe, short... but I mean, he was barely able to walk, so let alone swinging yeah. the axe the way that he swings it. Yeah, Because like when, when he falls into it and then leans up against the, the bush, like mm-hmm. it doesn't move. Like I'm like, you probably can't just run through that. <laughs> yeah, that's why Bart used the hedge trimmers. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a cartoon, so... Yeah. Good one. He just pulled 
hedge trimmers out of his cheeks. Who doesn't? That's what I did. Um, so uh, Wendy goes to check on Jack and he and offer him some sandwiches, and he's just a complete. Let me fix you some sandwiches. It makes sense though. Now maybe it was a cheese sandwich. And Jack was like, fuck that noise. No more cheese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm just reading through your notes, and I'm kind of sad that you gl- that you passed. I know you're skimming through, given how many you took. Yeah. But you skipped over the Donner Party and cannibalism. I thought that yeah, was hilarious. <laughs> He's like, yeah, they had to eat each other. And <laughs> she's like, fuck off. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good quality family driving conversation you talk about a family who got trapped in the wilderness Mm -hmm. in the middle of winter that had to eat each other so yeah that's what we all do um but the fucking faces he makes dude when he goes off on wendy when he's like when you hear me in here typing yeah stay the yeah yeah but see and there's a, a video on facebook did you ever see the deep fake that they did where they had him, and then they did put Jim Carrey's face on it. Mm-mm. I'll show you when we're done. It shows what it would have looked like, basically, if it would have been Jim Carrey instead of Jack Nicholson. That would be frightening. It was awesome. <laughs> Jim Carrey can do some faces. <laughs> yes, like. he can. Yes, he can. It was it was cool, though. He's the Grinch. But he's Ace. He's the Riddler. You son of a bitch. <laughs> what? You're gonna? Are we gonna go on an ace off here? No, you big ace hole. <laughs> yeah. So he is an asshole to her. Like yeah, that, that like, part of the I movie. Just it's like to give you a fucking sandwich. Yeah. Like I would kill to have my wife make me a sandwich and bring oh, no. it to me. <laughs> when I want a sandwich, you know what I have to do? Make my own fucking yeah. sandwich. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you want to get me a sandwich? She's like, hey, you want to go fucking get it yourself? <laughs> I'm like, ah. I won't even let you make it at home. You have to go buy a sandwich now. (laughs) I'll remember that when you say, hey, what are you making for dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Sandwich. (laughs) But I mean, he's got like the what? Like he is. Yeah, he really does take advantage of the fact that she's like that that type of mom that Mm -hmm. like takes care of the family. Because you have you have your you do have like. Like with my wife. My wife, she works full-time. She goes to school full-time. So, like, I don't expect her to, like, wait on me hand and foot to be like, hey, I'm going to do all this and then make your dinner and then do this and that. Mm -hmm. But, like, Jack has that with Wendy. But then when she tries to do it, he, like, fucking just... Fuck out. Yeah. I don't want my sandwich now. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't want it. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's fucked up. Yeah, he's an ass face. He really is. Like from the, and I mean, you could always, is it because he's a drunken a-hole? Is it because that's just the way he is? Is it the hotel? I think, I think it's starting to weigh on him. Yeah. It has to, because like your next thing, when he's staring out the window, when they're playing outside and it's just. Creepily staring at them while they snowball fight. Right. And the faces that he makes in this movie, like I, like, I mean, Jim Carrey, they did a really good job with the Jim Carrey fake and -hmm. it's hard to imagine anybody else but Nicholson doing it. Yeah. But it's like, there's just, it's, I feel like it's that perfect collection of well, I mean, if his you get, performance. If and, you get like Jim Carrey from number 23, which is awesome. If you haven't seen I've, it, I've seen it once. Yeah. I mean, he can do creepy as shit. Well, and he has the long, well, same with Robin Williams. Hair. Like, I mean, yeah. insomnia and one hour photo, they're mm-hmm. not necessarily horror, 
But, but that's like, creepy. They are creepy. And see, they say that comedy and horror is a very thin line. Like, yeah, it's it, all like, about timing and punchlines. And, and like, if you can do one, you can do the other. That's mm-hmm. why we're seeing Jordan Peele being mad successful with his movies. Mm-hmm. And then Chris, Chris Rock, Rock is attempting Saw. it with Saw. Hope that's good. I really hope it's good. We'll, we'll go see it when it comes out, and we'll we'll know. Mm-hmm. 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 But Wendy starts testing the phones that don't work. But there's a radio station. Um, but the the people on the other end, the sheriff station, basically are saying, "Yeah, we can't really get to you because snow and whatever." So if something happens, like your husband goes crazy, can affect. Right. Better make friends with Halloran, because he's the only one that can help. And, and the only one that will go out of his way to do so. Yeah. Us cops, you can go screw yourself. Right, exactly. But then we get to the probably the most famous scene from The Shining, of Danny rolling up on the twins on his trike. Yep, one of the most iconic for sure. Yeah, and it flashes to the bloodied murder scene of the twins are dead and the hallway is just coated and spread splattered with blood yeah that was and of course that was like the one part that my daughter walks in to the living room and she's like <laughs> kind of just turn, watching. yeah <laughs> she looks at it and she looks and kind of just turns around and walks out she's so disappointed in you <laughs> why would you No, because this? she i think the fact that she wants to watch what i watch so much that she's she knows when i'm watching a horror movie yeah she'll come in and i'll pause it She'll lay down on me or she'll sit by me mm-hmm. and she'll be like, go ahead and play. <laughs> I'm like, no, go ahead and get Just out. Look at. <laughs> yeah. People are going to get moited. Yeah. You're not watching House of a Thousand Corpses with me. I'm sorry. I haven't even seen that movie. I should. I just watched it, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick it right away, but yeah. it will be one of my picks because well, we've good. got your next golden choice uh, coming right up here that I can't wait for. <laughs> hey, at least it's not Hellraiser. True. I won't have to try and stay awake like you did for Shining. Oh Although, precedent. <laughs> if I fall asleep during Hellraiser, I'll say, Shining. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is I did finish The Shining before we recorded. That's so. true, and I wouldn't, so there's that. Um, so they, the twins want Danny to play with them forever. Which... I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, it goes to the idea, I suppose, that the hotel wants Danny... But again, it's never really That's expanded why, upon. And I, this was the one thing, like, when you said we were going to do this movie, I'm like, how the fuck are we not, like, to not go beat for beat, but how are we going to, like, break down this movie? Like, we don't, like, there's no way to know. Yeah. You know, like, we could speculate being like, you know, the hotel was trying to get him, but why would the hotel want him? The hotel is just a building. Or is it? You should have watched Doctor Sleep. Fuck. <laughs> this is the thing, and I didn't really realize it till now just how important Doctor Sleep is to this story. Now, I mean, I'm trying to to talk about this movie just as a singular movie. Talk, please do so, because I don't want you to ruin fucking Doctor Sleep for me. Since you're uh, telling me how close it is. Yeah, I won't. I'll try not to ruin it for you, but it is. By itself, when you think about some of these things and scenes, they don't really add up and make sense. So, then it's like... Because at face value, which is what you have to take Shining as, is the hotel is haunted. 
and it is corrupting Jack. Right. And it is creeping the shit out of Danny. Right. And I think it's interesting that Jack's name is Jack and Danny's name is Danny. Right. It kind of makes you... Well, I mean, how many times... Like in real life. How many times does Jack Nicholson use the name Jack in his movies, So, Batman. Jack Napier. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna do... You keep going. I'm going to How many times has Jack been named Jack in a Jack? <laughs> Jack Nicholson. So... He played Jack Nicholson. And, of course... It's not showing. Like, I'm going through, and not a single one's popped up where his name is Jack. I just felt like he he was, like, one of those guys that, I guess... It Always looks, played himself. Well, just his name. Yeah. And it, it, it really is just J- The Shining and Batman. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> when we cracked that code, thank yeah, God. Yeah, we did. But Danny wants to get his fire engine while Jack is sleeping, and I feel like he really should have just not. Yeah, because he's sitting there... And, you like, oh, fuck. I mean, at least he didn't wake up the dad, but still. I think this is worse. Maybe about the same, because he's just sitting on the bed, creepily, just staring off, kind of like when he was staring at the window at the snowball fight. Kind of makes you wonder what's going on inside the old dome. Mm-hmm. Not much good, no. I would think. Probably a lot of bats and stuff. Well, I mean, things didn't really start to escalate until... He was talking to Grady in the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, that's when he fully flew over Realizes the Realizes his nest. potential. Mm-hmm. Nice pull. I hate that. <laughs> God damn it. You fucker. I hate that I told you that that drives me nuts. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> you cuck. <laughs> Don't <laughs> don't tell uh, don't tell Jeremy the things that irritate Jeremy. <laughs> I was just reading Jeremy's comment on the Facebook post. Um, hi Jeremy. Hi Jeremy. But Jack is like, God damn it, super <laughs> super creeping on Danny and emphasizing that he'd never hurt him. I'd never hurt you, Danny boy. I dislocated your shoulder, but I'd never hurt you. I'd never hurt never. you again. Again. Yeah, we won't do it. Again. I'm going to kill your mom with an axe, but you were solid. Daddy, I'm coming. <laughs> Got the way, boy. <laughs> you know, honestly, your notes are not that long. Thank you. But Jack has a nightmare at the typewriter. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to scroll back up to find you. And it, yeah, we're, we're getting there. Well, and the funny thing, yeah, but the, while he has this nightmare, he's like, ah. And then Wendy comes. <laughs> oh my God! That um, Wendy comes running. Yeah. Like my wife would be like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> Trying to sleep over yeah, here. Yeah, you fucking dick. Watching but, the view. Yeah. No, thank you. I'm not not much you. With, no, she don't watch. She's she watches Doctor Phil. Is that worse? To Who's be decided. To say? Shut the fuck up and don't... I just said the same thing I, that you said. You did that at yeah. lunch today, too. God damn it. Um, but no, so We're like... best friends. Just deal with it. Uh, she she runs to him. He wakes up. And then he's like... It's the one time post, like, going crazy pants where he seems like... A person? Yeah, like, ah. Uh, like, what was that? another one where he kind of snaps in and out of it? 
I don't know. But so that, yeah, like he wakes up and he's like, I, I had a dream <laughs> that I chopped you all up. <laughs> and based on this, the sandwich altercation, the shoulder thing, I'd be going. And I didn't have a special category for a scorecard. I didn't even know how to do a scorecard on this movie, to be honest with well, you. Well, you're not that bright. Well, um, listen here, fuckface. <laughs> there's like four characters in this movie. How do you do? How do you do uh, who you want to live and who you want to die? When there's four, kill them all. when there's four Just people kill them all. in this kill them movie, all. dumbest moment, Justin. Your face. I'm... What was I saying? Yeah, exactly. What was I saying? I don't remember. That's fine. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's move on. Well, she—I mean, she calms him down and whatnot, but then. Danny shows up and has bruises all over his neck, and her well, switch flips very quickly, and rightly the, so. Well, the funny thing is, though, is that he, she walks in, and he's like, or he walks in, she's like, I'll get him out of here. Yeah. Like. Because, well, I mean, and the dad's having a freak out, and so it's like, okay, you don't want the boy to see this. And right. Shit. But the way that she says it, almost like, like, she's keeping the boy from bugging him. Is the vibe that I got mm. like? Don't worry, I'll get rid of them. Like it's okay. I mean, that's yeah. just, but that's just I'm a negative person though. So like, I'm positive about that. <laughs> um. <laughs> you would go positive to my negative. But yeah, disagree. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, he does. Like she does try like to get rid of them, mm -hmm. and then he's like, he just doesn't listen. She's like, yeah. I want you. The choice of wordings in this movie, you can definitely tell us other times. She's like, why won't you mind me? <laughs> it's like like hmm. my daughter's uh, like when I'm yelling at my I'm like I'm like you gotta fucking uh, I, don't, I don't swear at her but I'm like sure you don't my daughter if you have to preface it <laughs> well cause I literally <laughs> just started out saying like you don't fucking listen to me <laughs> like she's three years old sorry what I wasn't listening <laughs> yeah I mean my daughter's three I'm not out there being like what the fuck is your deal right now <laughs> well that's good to hear well yeah <laughs> Let's you're move on. The, this could go down a bad road. You know what's going down there. a bad road is your face? how many times you have to say <laughs> your face and let's move on. Mm -hmm. But she blames Jack for the bruises as you would. Well, yeah, there's only three people in the hotel. That they know of. Right. But like. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And he just. Hence why it's hard to do a scorecard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just, oh. Oh. You didn't get it the first time I said it. No, I did. It's fine. Moving on. <laughs> so she turns on him immediately, as you would, as you would mm -hmm. hope she would, given yeah. all the shit that she's put up with from Jack given the entire the movie. Given the fact that at the end of the movie, it takes her so long to realize that Danny is out there by himself when Jack's not there, where she's like, oh, oh, that's right, I have a son. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't all about me. Yeah. I... <laughs> all right, back to, right, back to your... Thing, but it just made me think like how she could be so quick to protect him and be like, Oh my god, this was you, which is like, who else would it be? Sure, but then later on, like, she's so caught up. But then again, like, I've never been in that position, so I don't yeah. know how I would respond either. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you know, the hysteria of, Oh my god, he's gone <laughs> loco and he's trying to axe me to death. Well, and, and the thing, like, the like, the thing that sucks the, too is when. Like, to keep him from getting in there when she takes that big old fucking knife and just, like, kind of axe chops at his hand. Mm -hmm. Like... You bad. <laughs> bad. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. That might hurt worse than getting, like, cut. 
Because it's like, it's one thing to slice yourself, but you mm-hmm. got like... Four inches of steel just, shoved into your hand? Yeah. I, She's like, no. Let's try it. We won't know until we do it. Actually, I do know because I was cleaning up my truck uh, like two weeks ago mm-hmm. and I reached under my seat to grab a piece of plastic that came from like, like, you know, well, you know, you have plenty of toys. The plastic part that is usually inside the box that hangs it up yeah. on the, yeah. that hard plastic. Well, I reached under my chair to grab it and I touched it just like that, <laughs> split my thumb open. Jesus. Yeah. It fucking that's sucked. excessive. Yeah, no, it. That's what I was like. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but like, I just got hurt by my toys. <laughs> it, They're supposed it was to be the ones just that love me. Just a strip me. of plastic. That's all it was. There's mm. nothing else on it. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, like that. That blunt just. I don't know. I feel like the shock of it would make it hurt less, or the immediacy. But I don't know. It, I don't know. Let's try it. There's no way to know until we do it. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> I call next. Um, of course you do. So Jack says, screw this noise. I'm going to go get an imaginary drink at the bar. And we get Lloyd, the ghost bartender. Right. It is probably one of the best scenes of the movie. They're oh, back well, and given forth that it took, exchanges. what, six weeks to get it right? Yeah. yeah it's, you it is so? it's It is well done. Yeah. Um, and Wendy said, screw this and gets a bat. But so, I mean, he probably was drinking though. Cause was think, he though? But think about it though. How, like when she, later on when she handcuffs him in the storage room and then leaves him and then shuts the door, he can't get out from the inside. The door opens and unlatches when he's having that conversation with Grady, being like, you know, just give me another chance. I can, I'll do it. Uh-huh. I can do it. And the hotel lets him out. Yeah. Who's, I mean, that was a physical manist- manifestation of something. Yeah. What's to say that he wasn't drinking nasty ass Jack Daniels on the rocks at the bar? Yeah. You know, so like... Yeah, I mean, I think either way is creepy. The idea that the ghost can materialize booze or that they're not, that they're not. And that he, like, they're influencing him so much that he thinks he's drinking. Well, imagine... But isn't. And it's, I'm kind of glad they didn't do it because one of my favorite things in a movie is when it's it's just there and it's left for you to interpret. Mm-hmm. And while it does make it more difficult to actually know what's going on, I do like the fact that like I feel like if this movie would have been made say 20 years later and it was not a Kubrick thing uh-huh. that you they would do like a montage of all of all these scenes where he's like at the bar or in the room or in these other places interacting with people that aren't there in the bathroom mm-hmm. where it would have shown clips of him standing there by himself, talking to himself to let you know that there wasn't actually people there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where like he's sitting at the bar and it's not lit up and there's nobody there and he's talking to himself. Mm-hmm. Like it, I could see that being a montage that could have been done later on if it was done by maybe not so artful of a director. Right. But maybe, and I think what's nice about the way that it was done, that it, Again, it lends itself to future interpretations, Dr. Sleep. Right. 
and you can go, oh, this is what this is. Yeah. God, I wish you'd watch Doctor Sleep. And I don't want to ruin it for anyone else either, but... Yeah, please don't. I'll watch it soon. Yeah, I know. And, but and it is... It, depending on how you guys like this episode, I know it hasn't been our smoothest flowing episode. I feel like a lot of back and forth. Yeah, but if you guys want us to do Doctor Sleep sooner rather than later, please let us know. Yeah. Because there's no guarantee... Like, who knows when we'll it, get back to it? It could be it. a month from now because I have my next pick. Justin would have his next pick. And then if we get enough people that would want us to do Dr. Sleep, I would make it my next pick. Yeah. As a possibility, so. Right. Or I could do it as, you know, whatever. I know I just did this one, but I could also follow up with Dr. Sleep if exactly. that's what you want. Or whatever. It's all for you guys. Yeah, that's, that's what we're here for. Ah. 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 <laughs> I have to, it's like I have to tee it up one fucking time an episode for you to do your fucking, <laughs> your fucking Muppetness. Huge. <laughs> Did you just... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, where are we? So. <laughs> Who knows? We're, it's the shining, man. Halloran gets the shine on. Shine on. It makes me think of that Van Halen song from fucking Twister. Yeah. <laughs> And he decides he has to save Wendy and Danny. And uh, after a long, protracted uh, uh, excursion on trying to get there, he eventually does get there. I think I have it, like, portioned out of his travels in my notes. but Well, yeah, because he does. He When he kind of gets summoned and he... Because he's in, like, Florida. Well, yeah, he yeah in Miami, right? He does mention yeah, Miami. Which and then also he... Florida. I've been to Florida, fuckface. I know where it's at. <laughs> I've been to Miami. I know where it's at. Have you? <laughs> yeah. You have? Yeah. I don't see you much as a, much of a traveler. Disney World. Oh, I want to go there so bad. You should. Well, I am going to Disney World. Land. Land. <laughs> I'm not going to Disney World. I'm going to Disney World. Land. Land. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same, but no, it's pretty that's different. Gonna be, that's going to be rad, though, because we're going to do Disneyland and Universal. Yeah, that's going to be nice. And Warner Brothers. Yeah, I know. Rub it in. Salt in the You wind. don't even give a shit Did about you? Warner Brothers. Shut up. Don't fucking hand gesture me. They don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, you have a Lego set, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Friend slot. Yep. Mm-hmm. The central perk. Yes, it is. You know what's... Di- Tangent. Side tangent. Yeah, please. <laughs> I put this thing together, okay? Yeah, I heard you talking about it on an episode of A Nerd's World today. Huh, go check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. We just did a Fraser episode. Well, you just did, did a Fraser well. episode. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew sat there, too. Why did you just get a put... trial of Hulu? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. They had me put the central perk window sticker on like it was facing me. Put the window in like the sticker was facing the inside. Uh-huh. Pop the window out, reverse it, and put it back in. What? Yeah. Wasted step. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. You put the sticker on the window. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, it's facing so you could read it if you were inside the building. Okay. Then they had me pop the window out, flip it around, and put it back in. As it would naturally be. And when I put the sticker on, I was like, this isn't right. It needs to face the outside. Of course. For patrons. And that's the way it is in the show. I would never have guessed that, that was an extra step because it looks fine. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that's the way that it, you know, it is. But they, 
went out of their way to make me put it on, take the window out, reverse it, <laughs> and put it back in. This is one hell of a side tangent here. I know. Well, it but was no, it but, it, but you did a really good job of putting that on there. I almost kind of thought that that was like how that piece came. They mm. could have just saved you time and put it on themselves, but... Yeah. Uh, where the hell are we? We're talking about The Shining, right? Yeah, we were. So, no... So, oh, Jack makes his way to room 237, and we get what I would consider to be the grossest part of the movie. Right. But, oh, dude, so... Where are we at? Holy shit. 237. Yeah, we're bouncing around. But yeah, because you totally skipped the, the craziest part where, like, you said Wendy grabbed a bat, but, like, we didn't talk about the whole her going up the stairs, holding it in the middle of the bat, which isn't going to do anything. We're not there yet. We're not? No. Well, you said Jack Room's 237 and the Naked Woman. Yeah. Is after Wendy has a bat, Crazy Woman tried to strangle Danny. Uh-huh. We're not at the stairs yet. Oh, fair enough. Give me the bat, Marge. Give me the bat. <laughs> Give me the bat, 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 bat. <laughs> Oh, wow. But yeah, so Jack sees this fairly attractive naked woman in the bathroom coming on to him, headed straight for him. And they start... <laughs> She's coming right for him. <laughs> coming right for you. <laughs> and... I'm glad we have a through line. That, that makes you have me a happy. What? A through line. <laughs> right. And as they're ma- macking on each other, uh, he. What is this? Ni- like 1999, 2002? Just straight macking? 1980. Trying to bridge the gap. Meet you halfway. <laughs> no? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, he discovers that the fairly attractive naked woman is actually not attractive, very old woman. Right. With scabbies and grody shit all over herself <laughs> very true because it's like oh man yeah when he finally sees it in the the reflection of the mirror and he's like mm. ah! oh this did not go the way i wanted <laughs> not it to at go all. and of course it's like creepy old woman yeah yeah <laughs> um so they're thinking maybe Danny gave himself the bruises. He's trying to rationalize it uh, to Wendy. Mm-hmm. And Danny sees red rum, and he sees the elevator with the blood. And finally, Wendy says, hey, maybe we should leave the hotel. Right. Now. As you would. But Jack throws a tantrum. <laughs> and uh, he gets spilled on by the waiter... And we it, there's like this imaginary or is it though party going on right in the ballroom? Yeah, because you would think that there isn't anybody anybody actually there, but then later on when it shows the skeletons of the people, like is she just seeing that? Did the hotel? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the hotel is in use as a hotel throughout the rest of the year yeah so it's like so it's like it's not like there's actually going to be skeletons in those seats all year no of course not someone would notice and (laughs) probably clean them up why are there 13 bodies here 13 ghosts huh yeah if you haven't listened to that one go back it's actually doing really well oh that's good yeah it did not as not as good as hollow man well, Which how could n- it? <laughs> Dude, 
I like I, 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 it literally doesn't make sense. Hollow Man is the most listened to episode we've done since Texas Chainsaw Massacre in September. Dolling out the hits. Yeah. We appreciate you guys listening yeah, though. Definitely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. Uh, so he's uh, Jack is well, he you know, get- schmoozing in, at this imaginary party and gets spilled on by the waiter who yeah, is which Delbert is, Grady. Right, which is like some really weird looking drink too. Like it's all it almost looked like peach puree. <laughs> like it was yeah. thick. Could have been a Bellini. You ever had a Bellini? No. It's good. It's kind of a, like a fruity, like nectarine, okay. frothy drink. It's pretty good. Makes sense. Oh, okay. I'll give you that. I I didn't. I don't know. Okay. It's not beer. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Speaking of. Um, so Grady is like, oh, I'm so sorry, and takes him into the bathroom and starts cleaning him up. Right. <laughs> and. You get the awkward standoff. <laughs> Well, it's it's strange because this is the first point where you get the idea that Jack has been here before. Well, yeah, the whole caretaker. Yeah, the caretaker. You've always been the caretaker, and blah 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 blah. And I, I feel like they suggest in that scene that he was Grady. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like it's like a repeating cycle of being stuck in this where like it doesn't matter like he dies you know in the maze Mm -hmm. but then he'll come back later as with another family and then be the caretaker then like it's like it's almost like a a, never-ending loop yeah that he himself is stuck in that's what it makes it seem like but it does it yes it does (laughs) Yeah, there were some really weird pauses in there. I was like, I, I know you're trying to formulate your next thought, but I'm like... Oh, mercy, son. <laughs> okay, that was really strange. It really was. Um, Yeah, but they don't... Again, it's it's not really expanded upon to where it actually makes sense. And again, it's it's like it's just wanting you to connect those dots if you want to right. later on. Um. But the waiter warns Jack in a not-so-PC way that Halloran is on his way. We're not going to get into that. No, I... I forgot about that. I did, too, and, and I, went, I was like, Oh, Gee, that's how it's time. Yeah. A little bit before, even. Well, and it's like, with how more aware we are now, mm-hmm. maybe not as much as we should be, but, oh, yeah. like, the majority of us who aren't, shitty Mm -hmm. like i really feel like it was the same thing with lost boys with the f word Mm. i'm like i know it's of the time but like you hear a lot of people you know that would bring it up being like oh i just watched this and i was like i couldn't believe the dialogue like i'm surprised that the double bomb in this one like, I forgot it was in there. Yeah, I did too. I and, completely forgot. You know, I'm surprised it hadn't been brought up because it doesn't seem like it's from, like foreign to like a Stephen King writing. Yeah, I, I've never read a Stephen King. I haven't either. So I don't know if this... I mean, as we've discussed earlier, Kubrick changed all sorts of stuff from the book. So there's Fair a very enough. real chance that this entire exchange is different. Yeah, ad lib. Well... But... Yeah, I don't. I mean, and then you go over to a Tarantino and his, you know, first 
seven, eight movies, it's, you know, yeah. every other word. And mm-hmm. so it's just kind of part of the vernacular. Yeah. But I don't know. Anywho, he knows that uh, Halloran is coming and he's getting pissed at good old Danny <laughs> down at Barra. <laughs> and Danny gets super irritating real quick, repeating red rum in his Tony voice again and again and again and again and again. Until red rum. Red rum. Red rum. Well, yeah, because he gets like. Red rum. Yeah, he gets yeah, the, he gets get the high pitch. Excuse me, I'm got the beer burps. He just said, yeah, it says red rum, red rum, mm-hmm. red rum. Like, shut up. I do like when he's in full Tony mode and Wendy's like, what the fuck you doing? Mm-hmm. And he does the Danny's not here, Mrs. Torrance, with his that another one of those classic, you know, moments in the movie, but right. it's super creepy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense if you read into it, but it's fine. Danny's not here anymore, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> or is he? Is he? He might be. I don't know. Do I you? don't think so. <laughs> but Jack breaks the radio because Jack's a dick. Because he's a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we get to Wendy going to talk to Jack with a bat. And we see <laughs> that instead of writing anything at uh, all. Of use. Yeah. He's just writing all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Right. Uh, over and over and over again in different fonts and formats. And I, I can't believe this didn't make it into my notes either. Someone typed that. Like. There yeah, somebody someone, had to go and make all those. Yeah, yeah, someone actually specifically went up and typed all, like, one person that took them a very long time to do it. I think it was Kubrick's assistant or something. Yeah, uh, more than likely. Yeah. I f- oh. could have swore that was in... Probably. Sorry, I had beard tangle. <laughs> Red Ram! <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but Jack arrives. I don't remember what that means. Uh, and he just completely snaps, and I'm trying to think of where he was in correlation to her, because she's at the typewriter, and she's flipping through all his pages, seeing again and again and again. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the whole line again. Um, and she starts swinging at the bat, and she's making her way up the stairs, and we get the give me the bat merge moment of the movie. Right, give me the bat. I'm trying. That, that was another thing that they did over and over and over again, as is the style of a Kubrick, from what I'm getting from this movie. What's that? They just do the same. Th- like he does take after take after take after take. Oh, and just breaks them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that wouldn't surprise that me. perfect moment. Mm-hmm. Um. But finally, she hits him clocks him across the head and he tumbles down the stairs yeah and yeah he does and then like it was enough like i didn't like you don't really think that he gets clocked hard enough to where he's laying on the ground and then getting dragged to that storage room mm-hmm. and then he starts to wake up a little bit but he was like out was of out, it out. like he got well, not only clocked. did he get clocked with the bat but he also tumbled down the stairs probably hitting his head a couple more times possibly yeah so i mean he's he's got some peanuts rattling around <laughs> oh yeah um but okay i was like snow cat what's a snow cat <laughs> <laughs> 
I was waiting for you to do like a mirror. <laughs> fucking <Rare. laughs> There it is. Me wow. <laughs> yeah, <A> so cat. <laughs> that it's was like their, awkward. It's like their snow ATV tractor yeah. thing for them to be able to get the fuck out of Dodge. Well, up and down the mountain, like yeah. that's what it's for. It's traversing snow. Mm-hmm. And like a really big snowmobile tractor hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, he... But Jack dismantled it because he's a dick. Well, yeah, I mean, you and you don't know that until she goes out there and then she picks up the distributor cap and like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, he... Oh, I can't get out of here. Oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> this guy's such a dick <laughs> why'd i even come to the stupid hotel yeah i don't know man shit. like that's that would be a shit thing to be stuck yes. in a hotel yeah. for like five to six months yeah i mean i when i started watching the movie i was like you know it wouldn't be that bad i mean i stay home a lot anyway so whatever but yeah but you still unknowingly get that break when you go to work and yeah. you have to do this or that like you don't I'm not stuck in one look. I but I was thinking like a hotel's pretty big. You can traverse a bit. They got a game room. Like, I kind of feel like maybe I would have came prepped with some sort of There's snow your special gear. category. What do you bring to the Overlook Hotel so uh, you don't go crazy? Okay, cool. I won't say anything more then we'll save that one. All right. Continue. I'll try and think about it. Yeah, cuz I was going to ask you. I was like, "What's your special category?" Yeah, I didn't have one until 2 seconds ago, so. Great. We'll see what we can uh, Well, I come honestly up didn't with. know if we were going to do a scorecard because You didn't do one? Well, yeah. I did in my mind. You didn't do one. I didn't write it down. <laughs> But uh, Grady, the bartender, provokes Jack into killing his family and frees him, which goes to your point of, is he there or not? Right. Well, it didn't take a lot of convincing either. No. Um, But Danny is, this is where Danny is super creeps on Wendy as she's sleeping or whatever. And this was a weird thing, because for a second there, I thought that, I forgot that he used lipstick on the door. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, when he was messing with the knife, I, I thought he cut it. I was like, he didn't cut his thumb to fucking write red rum. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's a little morbid. No, and I also th- was thinking briefly, like, oh, would he have carved it into the door? Which that would have been cool, but obviously would have, well, I guess, maybe not woken her up because he read rums for about a good solid five minutes without her budging. <laughs> but. Right. Like, I'm, I'm. I can be a heavy sleeper, but if some little shit was doing that and well, I was trying to sleep... Well, also, cool. why are you trying to sleep after you just knocked your husband out and locked him in the freezer? I, I noticed that. I, I thought about that, too. I'm like, wow. She, uh, she the snow cat's there. gone. I'm going to bed. Yep, I want to deal I'm, with this in the morning. I'm over it. <laughs> so, and the funny thing is, is, I didn't realize it until later on, too, that the eight hours and eight hours and 20 minutes that I slept for last night, hmm. four hours and 25 minutes of it was restful. Well, that's nice. And then the rest of it was disrupted or light. <laughs> so, like, I, okay. as much as I thought I was a heavy sleeper, I'm not. Hmm. You ask my wife, she say I, I am because I, like, I don't turn my alarm off right away. Yeah. I think it depends on where <clears throat> I am in the cycle. Like, if it's <clears throat> the beginning or the end, it's light. But right in the middle there, mm-hmm. you could probably drop something heavy and I would just... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. Like, I can fall asleep easy. It's just staying asleep. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get 
the the red rum in uh, on the door with the lipstick, and we see in the mirror that red rum, hey, is murder. Uh, Twist. Right, and then you get the super dramatic music when she's like, red rum. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And and the funny thing is, too, because it, like, I haven't, I don't know, like, the score in this movie Mm kind of felt like Hitchcocky almost. I don't know what Mm -hmm. the term I'm trying, like, it's that same... Like psycho style music, I think. Like yeah. a lot of the yeah, I could see that. yeah the high pitched squeals. Squ- yeah, shrills. Mm-hmm. The shrill noise, <laughs> if mm-hmm. you will. Uh, but Jack's coming up with the axe. <laughs> <laughs> if I won't, I did not. <laughs> that was weird because I, <laughs> I gave you, <laughs> I gave you a weird look. I didn't expect you to bite on it. <laughs> it literally derailed you for a second. I was. <laughs> What? what I, don't I do. Know. I don't know. Well, no, because I, I didn't. I un will. I unknowingly rhymed my <laughs> words, and then I like. <laughs> it really stopped you. This may not be as fun for you guys. I'm sorry, but it is a fucking blast right now for us. He's at least a beer in. It's fun. Um, That's a 32 ounce can, bud. Yes. <laughs> so Harlan gets to the overlook, uh, and Danny runs through the kitchen because why the hell not? Well, yeah, he hides in the in the cupboards like mm-hmm. Jurassic Park style. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. <laughs> right <laughs> until until Dad comes, Dad a boy, Dad-a-bot. and then he fucking gets out and then books it like yeah. oh shit. He also and, pursues an Axis Halloran. Skip over that real quick. Yeah, that sucked. Just well, getting fucking split in the chest like that. Yeah, that that would hurt a lot in general. But just the fact that he traveled all this way, and it, I think it's. I like the idea of tricking the audience into thinking, oh, Halloran's going to save the day. Right. Like, he contacted him. He's trying to get there. Mm-hmm. We showed the way too much of his travels to getting, like, <laughs> they show him on the train or the plane. They show him trying to get the snow buggy to get there. They show him in the snow buggy trying to get there. They show him getting there. It's like, fuck. Yeah. And then it, two seconds in, he dies. Yeah, it's like a third of the movie is yeah. him getting down there. <laughs> Planes, trains, and automobiles, Halloran's version. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I like the idea of, I mean, we know because we've seen it a million times and know the Halloran's story. Halloran's travels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea for a newcomer to be like, oh yeah, this is the guy that you know he's able to talk to Danny and he gets the message they need help and he's gonna get there and he's gonna take down Jack nope <laughs> two seconds in axe to the chest yeah he yeah it's poor Halloran yeah really he really was just trying to help um so we get where am I yeah Jack chases Danny through the well he when, oh yeah, so Wendy is upstairs, mm-hmm. and then she sees the bear costume guy and the man having. Were they having sex though? Because they're both clothed. I would assume so. Well, was it the orals a, or? I, that was my guess. Because <laughs> okay. there was the bear costume person on, on their, the ground, on yeah, the ground, and then the other over. guy. But the, and then they both kind of sit up and look out the window or out um, the doorway. Hello. Oh, like <laughs> whoa. whoa. I have questions. <laughs> First, bear costume. Mm-hmm. 
to some sort of role play thing is here? Is there a little similarity here? <laughs> oh, I think there is. Uh-oh. Uncle Buck. <laughs> okay. Bug? Matt? Yep. <laughs> I oh, love Uncle Buck. I think there is. Yep. I didn't get that at first, but... I know. It's... I don't... I, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't remember the blink and you miss it. Wish I had blinked bear costume sex scene like right. i saw that and i was like wait what what yeah what does that even mean nothing <laughs> well obviously it, it <laughs> I mean, amounted nothing more than just for shock yeah i mean it's just random ghosts of hotels past i guess that's kind of what it boils down to at least in this movie is the idea that they're just the spirits of the hotel i mean yeah there's no I can't think of anything else it would be. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Danny made it outside because Jack axes into the door and uh, Danny can make it out the the window to safety and Wendy so can't. I do have a... I am curious though. Obviously it's not the same door. But like when you're looking at some of the clips... It looks like he busts out both. Like, he, he axes the one side, but then when they show him looking in, and you can see the bathroom in mm-hmm. there, it looks like he's axed. Because it's, it's one of those four kind of square panel doors, mm-hmm. and then he knocks out the left or the right side, and then you look again, it shows the right side's knocked out too, and there's still the kind of a bar in the middle. Mm. But then I remember seeing in Doctor Sleep in a preview... When he goes up to that door, it's just kind of like a sliver. And it could just be wacky editing on the Shining's part. Yeah. But it did... Because it, he... It's like he, he makes a hole on one side, makes a hole on another side, and then opens up the middle. Uh-huh. And that's where he sticks his head in. Well, the, I thought he... Well, I don't know. I'll look it up again, but I'm pretty sure that it was like box, middle, box, boom, boom, and yeah. then there's a bar, and then he comes in on that right side. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way. It's fine. He does what he does, and it's fine. And then he tries <laughs> to open the door, and Wendy still has the knife, and so she yaws him. Yeah, she yaws. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, screw this noise. And then he leaves. Well, yeah, dude. Like, literally, he can keep trying to get in there. All she has to do is keep cutting at his hand. Yeah, so he's like, screw this, I'll kill my son instead. <laughs> right? So he goes to chase Danny, Danny Boy, through the maze. Don't do that when I'm taking a drink, you dick. Well, you have bad timing. Oh, do I? Uh, and... So Wendy sees Halloran. He sees, she sees the, the bloody guest... Mm-hmm. Um, she sees the spider web and the skeletons and shit in the dining room. Right. And that's when we finally get the blood elevator actually happen. Does it actually happen? As far as Wendy's concerned, it did. Right. As much as the skeletons in the dining room happened, I suppose. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just all weird mind tricks, I would imagine. Yeah, matter of perspective, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so Danny's making tracks in the snow and I, I think this is for a five, six year old. This is pretty fucking clever. I like, I'd, well, yeah, that's what I'd I'm... be amazed if I would think of this in 
a high stress thing, and I've seen it in movies a million times. Bugs right. Bunny cartoons alone. <laughs> yeah. Of retracing his steps and like, because it's snow, he brushes away his last couple. So it's like, oh, which way did he go? Which way did he go? And Jack gets all kerfuffled and confused. We're watching the axe scene. Yeah, see the yes. right side? Yeah. Okay, then he pops his head in. Iconic. Uh-huh. Ah, get away from me. Right, and then she smacks at his hand. Uh-huh. Ow! Jack. Like, fuck. And then it... Oh, God, I don't care how... Halloran's traveling. <laughs> yeah, he is. God, he's still God, not we, at the... God, we get it. Work 15 seconds, Skip. It is. <laughs> See right there. Oh. Yeah, I think that's just a... That's a fugger up. Right? I like think. the entire door is split open almost, except for that middle spot. It's like... But then when you see it in Doctor Sleep, it's just that right side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's just a problem cut in uh, the Shannon. Hmm. Not mm. so stupid now, am I? Yeah, you are, but just <laughs> not in that way. <laughs> but Danny gets out of the maze, and Jack can't. <laughs> because Danny knows the maze, and knows... And isn't crazy... Swinging an axe. <laughs> so he knows which way he came in and knows, therefore, how to get out and is able to retrace his steps. Well, how? I just, I, the one thing I don't get about this part is he's not that gravely injured. He fell down the stairs. Yeah, that hurts. I get it. Yeah. He gets cut on his hand, but. Not enough. It's not like he got shot in the stomach the way that he's hobbling around, and the, like he could have sprained something. But like, well, and I think he, he just kind of gives up. Yeah, and then plops yeah, down. And he's all. I think because I mean, even when he's chasing Danny through the hotel, like it's he getting progressively worse. Well, that too. But I mean, like he he hurt his ankle. Like mm -hmm. he broke his ankle or something in the hullabaloo. Right, but he's all hunched over, like he something else happened too i don't yeah. know it just it felt like there was a little extra like he just keels over mm -hmm. basically well i think part of it's the cold like it's literally freezing cold well, he out. has a coat on and danny doesn't well danny got out of the maze we don't know how long he was i mean they do it quickly because we're at the end and they're wanting to wrap it up like right. i am right now but <laughs> nice nice try there <laughs> it's very but sick. i mean the way they jump cut it, he could have been out there for hours. True. Just wandering around, unable to get out, not knowing where the hell he is. Right. Where are my ghost friends now telling me how to get the fuck yeah. out of this maze? That's what yeah. I'd be asking, but whatever. Pretty much. But he does freeze, and does. Danny and Wendy get the fuck out of Dodge. Yep, they make it out, and then... Well, at least uh, Holleran's ride gives them a way to get out. Like, he wasn't completely useless. They, they gave him a means of conveyance out of yeah. the hotel. I, I want to say, I feel like Jack... Didn't Jack try to go up to it and do something with it? Briefly? Maybe not. I don't think so. I think he was... Okay. Very focused on chasing his son through a hedge maze, <laughs> as <laughs> fair, you would. Fair enough. And then we get back into the hotel, and we've seen pictures on the walls the whole movie... And they focus in on one incredibly slowly to reveal that Jack... Incredibly slowly, and it's like, just in case you didn't catch it the first time... This is Jack Nicholson. We'll show you three more times. <laughs> it is. In 1921, on the 4th of July. Super young Jack Nicholson. Yeah. 
I mean, all they had to do was shave shave his face and like slick his hair back. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, fifty years earlier, yeah, sixty almost. And that was the shinning. That was it. And again, it's it doesn't make sense. There's really. not a lot of this movie that does. But I, in my opinion, yeah, I mean, it's I've never really deep dove into it, but just on like I said, on face value alone, not seeing Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. even though I have, is like I don't I don't get it. Yeah, so I will definitely have to watch Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Soon. Yes, I would. I will. Like this weekend soon. Yeah. Well, I took Sunday off, so I have a three day weekend. There you go. I have a four day. Fuck Boom. off, guy. <laughs> Clackety clack. Clackety clack. All right, kick us off on our scorecard. My best kill or scare uh, was when Halloran got axed. Okay. Not necessarily because he is like the only death in the movie, <laughs> but like I was saying That's earlier, the fruit there, dude. Well, yeah, but it's it's that loss of hope and that it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like you think the that whole time during Halloran's travels that. <laughs> He's going to be the hero and he's going to save the day. Right. And it's and more save that. Save the day. A hero can save us. <laughs> Calm down, Nickelback. <laughs> yeah. God, that really threw you for. <laughs> I was, well, I was thinking of it, uh, his actual name, and then I mm-hmm. said Nickelback, and I went, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, it's. That, yeah, that, and that's why it got me is that it's, it's the only part where it was like, God, that he could have saved him. Yeah, all but hope is gone. My yours? is going to be a scare. And it's going to be... It, the only thing I could really think of, it's, I mean, aside from the score itself, which is really good at adding the tension, mm-hmm. but right after O'Halloran gets hacked, or O'Halloran, when Halloran <laughs> gets axed in the chest, mm-hmm. and then Jack Nichols, and I already talked about it, does that kind of slow stand-up, and that fucking look on his face is terrifying. Oh. That's probably... That's going to be my best scare. It's just his... His face? Yeah. The, the expressions. <laughs> yeah. It's ruthless. Throughout the movie, it's the uh, probably the most unsettling part. Yep. Is his crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. My most wanted to die was Wendy. Okay. I mean, Popeye alone. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> That's not fair. No, I mean, I'm, I'm very sympathetic to... You know, all the things that she had to have gone through in that horrible relationship, but given the criteria of the ones that did die, so it has to be one of the ones that survived. Right. Um, I... I get tired of wanting the children to die. (laughs) I don't have one. There's literally, Mm -hmm. that's like I said, there's like three people in this movie, Mm -hmm. and I don't think any of them that live deserve to die um, that I can think of. I would, I guess my only thing would be that she didn't seem to give too much of a shit about Danny in the mix of things. And it was like, just get the fuck out of Dodge. But anyway, my most wanted to live, Halloran. Yeah, same. I mean, obvious. He's the only one that died, really. Well, that too. (laughs) He wasn't an axe-wielding maniac. Yeah. Uh, grossest moment, the old lady in 237. It's, uh, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> and I didn't have a dumbest moment. I don't have one either. I think... Though as we prick holes in the plot of this, it's The dumbest moment for easier. me would probably be her trying to downplay Jack's abusive 
traits to that. I did just think of one. The, the social worker or whatever the fuck she yeah. was. Mine is now going to be her going to bed after locking Jack in the freezer. Very good. <laughs> I knew you'd come around to I, one eventually. I didn't eventually. think about it, but uh, yeah. That, um... Like, yeah, it's go. dumb. Like, get what are you doing? Nothing else. Put on some coats and get the fuck out. Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Break down a door and use it as a sled down the mountain. Like I don't know. Agree. <laughs> right. So what would you bring to the hotel to stave off shinning? Um, snow gear. So you do some winter sports to yeah. clear your mind. Yeah, go out, go outside, snowboard, ski, whatever you mm. want to do. Go just. Stuff to be able to be outside because I mean it's cold. It's get yourself a snowmobile. Yeah, dude, a snowmobile would be fucking epic. I would, I'd be out there and in the you fuck, could get out. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> out there driving the snowcat around, dude. Just like because I mean, yeah, probably be yeah, snow yeah. gear, snow play outfits. <laughs> Stuff to be outside. What well, about okay. So, are we going of the time? Well, yeah. Okay. Because I was gonna say movies. Because <laughs> that's just what I do. Yeah. Um, same. Well, then I would say my PlayStation or my computer. You know sure. what I mean? If we're not. Yeah. If we're not biting to the times. Man, if the times. Fuck, there's so little to do in the seventies and eighties. <laughs> right. That's why I was like. That's why I said skiing because I don't. I don't know when snowboarding came about. I'm sure it was probably around in 1980, but yeah, I don't think it was as popular. If it yeah, was, at least skiing, because I mean James Bond, of course. But I mean, think about how many movies you'd be watching at night in 1980. <laughs> like you, like I don't know, like five of them. No, you go fuck. These all suck. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't really. I don't know if I even have one then. Now that I think about it, there's just nothing. I would die. No, you'd die. I'd kill you. <laughs> All right. Well, based on that look you just gave, we've gone pretty long. So Yeah, what? we have. I was surprised because we hit an hour and I'm like, we're in an hour. You're like, oh, really? An hour, an hour 45? It's like, Ooh. huh. Let's rack this up then. All right. I don't want to so- crack two. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even close. So um, I will just go out and say, um, so my next pick in honor of St. Patrick's Day being the day after this episode comes out, I am doing the Leprechaun, which Justin is yeah. not excited about. It's not bad, man. Oh, you're gonna watch this not movie. Good, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're doing the Leprechaun. Yeah, we're doing it. Uh, 1993, I believe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be the. Yeah, because what Friends was 96, wasn't it? 98. Um, I want to say 94. 94, yeah. It was pre-Friends Jennifer Aniston. But yeah, we're going to do the Leprechaun. Mm -hmm. We're actually going to pop out a a holiday themer right around the time it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, the next episode will be the Leprechaun. Um, Until then, you can... You took a deep... I I thought you were about to say something. I thought you were about to start doing names, but do the the whole thing that you do. Our names. Like, I thought you were about to say Brandon. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to do the social medias. Okay. <laughs> um, you can uh, hang out with us on Facebook, uh, Pod and Gore Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore pod. Make sure to leave a like, yeah. um, rate, review. Can't stress enough how helpful 
rating and reviews are. I mean, yeah, we got especially ten, on the uh, we, iTunes, right? And I mean, we're fortunate enough to have ten five star ratings as it is. Yeah, but like it's, it's been awesome. a minute since we've had a review, good or bad. We don't care what it is. We mm-hmm. want to know. Um, if there's a movie you want us to do, hit us up on the socials. Email us if you don't do social networking. Which is possible, man, because I literally, um, five minutes ago, got a message from somebody at work saying, you need to do this. So, yeah. like... Your job. <laughs> we, we write it down in the book. We have yeah. probably a good 15 suggestions. Mm-hmm. 12 of those are from one person. Sure. <laughs> And, and my so, next one, I think, is going to be one of them. So okay, there. Oh, okay. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you, uh, social media is gore underscore pod. You can email us at podandgore@gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear from you. Um, until then, I've been Bryn, and I've been Justin. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.